Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey everybody, welcome to Mental Health Today. I'm Ken Stearns, I'm the host, and uh, I've got our guest today, Sue Bowles. Kind of going to be kind of fun to chat with Sue. Um, first, real quick, uh, the Mental Health Today, this is sponsored by the JAR Foundation and uh, the purpose of the JAR Foundation and really ultimately kind of together with the podcast is to bring to light and have conversations about mental health. And then definitely this podcast is to bring people who've been on a journey uh, or, or are who in the space professionally, or, you know, potentially finance people in the space or providers, uh, you know, kind of retail providers, clinics, we've had some of those on. And then a lot of the innovative things, uh, we just had somebody on, uh, we've had on ketamine people, we've had on musicologist uh, yesterday, uh, Jed, uh, I'm gonna forget his name. Um, but musicology, talking about music and how music affects the brain in a positive way. There's just so much going on in the mental health space. Super exciting. And I'm, I'm glad to have a chance to talk with people and also hear the, the personal stories, you know, which are the motivation behind uh, what people are doing. Sue, nice to have you. Good to see you. Sue is an old guest from The Jar. Uh, not an old guest, but a, but a guest from The Jar and uh, from some time ago, early on in my days when I was Last just a young year, yeah. When I was yeah. just a young pup uh, <laughs> running around with my jar, crazy idea. And uh, here great. we are, here we are a year later. Um, Sue, thanks for being a guest. And I think it's a great format for you to share your story. Um, fire away. Sure. Well, and, and I, I appreciate you having me on again, because mental health is certainly what's on my heart, because yes. I've had a lot of mental health issues in, in, my, in my story in my past. Mm -hmm. I'm a, a childhood trauma survivor, um, battled with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and all those things. But, you know, it's not so much about my story as much as it is about what I now do with my story yeah. to help others. I mean, my, bus my business name is My Step Ahead. And the whole concept is you only have to be a step ahead to help the person behind you. While I may still be reaching out for help and support mm. with things I have going on, I can still reach back and help somebody else who's maybe a step or two behind me. You know, I've, I've seen that experience. I've experienced that a, a number of times, even the last couple of years, as I've lost both my parents, it seems like shortly thereafter, while I'm still trying to figure out where I just landed, someone else loses a parent and I'm hmm. able to help them. You know, there was one time uh, a coworker tragically lost her father on Easter and went out to the house the next day. And by the end of the, of the hour of visit, she was asking me, you know, we're going to the funeral home today. What do we do? What will they do? What do I bring? What about oh, this? What man. about that? I had only gone through it six months prior. With <laughs> mom, really and I certainly didn't have it all figured out. But that's that's what everything's about now is using my story, my experiences and being able to be able mm. to help somebody else. That's that's beautiful. Um, I mean, I, I think. What programs are you involved in? What kind of um, what kind of things are you doing around getting the story out, and how are you sharing it? 
Yeah, any number of ways. I, I have done a lot of podcasts. I was on over 100 podcasts in two years. That's so crazy. Doing that, I do a lot of speaking. I'm a master certified life coach. I'm a mental health coach. So I'm able to to be involved in this in the space one-on-one with people. There's a nonprofit organization near near me called How Healing Our Warriors, which is a one-day intensive to help people understand where some of their stress and anxiety, et cetera, comes from and how to better deal with it. And I come behind them with, with a month of follow-up coaching for the participants. Mm. Um, you know, there, I do a lot of speaking. I've done, I've done not just podcasts. I've got a conference in South Carolina here in a month called the Association for Christians and Student Development, where all three of my proposals were accepted. So I'm presenting I'm speaking three times, presenting three different workshops Whoa. there. In Whoa. the fall, I, I did it last year. I had one one accepted. I spoke on eating disorders, and that led to an opportunity to speak to a, a university up in Minnesota of, with their counseling and, and health services staff mm. about eating disorders. So anywhere and everywhere I get a chance to speak, I want to because I have a responsibility because I've been through some stuff and I can help somebody else. Yeah, I think maybe, I, I think it's worth, we got, you know, because you're articulate. Let, let's go through some of the timeline. Maybe just share, I think, um, share with people a little bit of your journey. And I think maybe highlight those spots where, you know, I, I think one of the things I like to do in the show, a, a way for especially people like yourself through the journey is what can we do better? So maybe mm-hmm. kind of those, those as you went through things, what was your interaction with, <clears throat> with the mental health services? What was that like? What's your takeaway and how are you, how are you kind of using that now? Sure. And, and just to give it a quick little, little snippet, I'm a childhood rape survivor. I was raped by a classmate when I was seven and I didn't tell anyone until my senior year of college. So there were 15 years of secrecy there, which trauma rewires mm. your brain. It's scientifically proven. So then by the time you go through junior high, high school and college, I was really screwed up. And- <laughs> <laughs> I would I mean, you're, you're suppressing something pretty powerful that needs to be yeah. worked out. Yeah. And, and there were a number of other things. I developed an eating disorder. You know, I, I mentioned before, I've considered ending my life twice. So many different things, depression, anxiety, just all kinds of things. But what really made the difference for me, which started with, was my dean of students in college, because he just took time to listen. And he knew he had a screwed up kid in his office. And not planned at all. I didn't even know the secret wanted to come out. But I ended up telling Ed, my fr- Ed, he was the first person I told a couple months before I graduated high school. So I graduated college. So that was my first real experience of, of someone caring enough to listen. And that's one of the things I speak about when I'm out there is, is that you, you don't have to be an expert to make a difference. Because yeah. there are things we can do, you know, that it started with the one-on-one. It started with someone who, no matter how many hours I needed to talk, he would, we would talk two hours at a time and, and he would just listen. This is the dean of students of a college. He's got, better, he's got better, better stuff to do, right? Well, yeah. Quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the year that I told him, he had moved up to vice president for advancement. He certainly had bigger things to do. And yet he made a point of telling me when I first got back to campus senior year, he would still be available to me. So speaking those things very specifically to somebody make a huge 
difference because when, when we've got stuff going on in our mind, our self-talk is all whacked out. We cannot trust what we're telling ourselves. Mm. And what we're telling ourselves is that we're a burden. We're too screwed up. I don't matter. Nobody cares. And so Oof. someone who will come along and verbalize the exact opposite, right, the opposite of what we're telling ourselves balances that scale. And then when they live it out, that makes an even bigger difference. So yes, while there are mental health professionals, at the same time, every single person can care. Mm. And it starts just by being a friend. Now, when I got more involved in counseling, yes. you know, I, was, I saw a couple of different counselors. Um, but the one that I'm with, I, we just celebrated 15 years, believe it or not. And I, I say that without any shame. Because there's nothing wrong with having a counselor. There That's really great. Isn't. 15, yeah. Yeah. And, and be, because she has helped me see things that I didn't know were there. She is also the person that I finally dealt with the rape with over four decades after it happened. I had not dealt with it. She, she was the one that also helped me see my eating disorder and helped me get in recovery from my eating disorder. She's mm. also the one that helped me deal with when my mom passed two and a half years ago and my dad just four months ago so uh, yeah, was, did pass. yeah he did two days after christmas so the last four months have been uh pretty rough just in the last week there's been some more sunshine which is good but yeah it's been yeah it's it's been a journey and and so there's nothing wrong with having a counselor is my point and yeah, yes absolutely and within that being being honest and open is the big thing you know, the counselor can ask you any question in the, in the sun, but if you aren't willing to do the work, you're wasting your money and you're wasting your time and in your counselor's time. Because I firmly believe if you've gone so far as to pick up the phone, make an appointment and then show mm. up, then you're, you're, you're hanging on to a glimmer of hope. And that counselor is there to help fan that into a flame. You're equal partners in it. And, and you're a team. And that is one of the biggest things that can happen mm. in a counseling office is that seeing it that way. For the longest time, I saw Amanda as the one driving the boat because I didn't have the strength to. And she told me, she said, I'll drive it for a while, but in time you will be. And at first I'm like, I don't want to drive this boat because it's going to crash. And now I'm like, that's great. I'm loving every minute of it. Look what I'm doing now. If you had told me yes, eight yeah. years ago, that I'd be doing now what I'm doing, I would have laughed you off the face of the earth because I didn't believe I mattered. I didn't believe I mattered, had anything, anything to, mm. to I, I didn't, I didn't believe. I just didn't believe because of that self-talk I was talking about. Oh yeah. Self-talk is brutal, especially mm -hmm. when you're, when you're dealing, I think when you've got trauma is the one mm -hmm. is the voice driving it. Yep. And, Very much and so. especially something that's shameful. You know, mm -hmm. I know, like, right, again, air quotes, right? That shame, right? That you would right. be ashamed to talk to somebody about, right? Or you'd be shy, right. at very not shy, you'd be shameful. It, mm -hmm. And like you said, people, somehow victims or even the aggressor turns it into, it's your fault. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and that's probably the most brutal, the most evil part of the, the whole thing, uh, not owning it uh, and putting it on the victim. And that was one of the hardest pieces <clears throat> of the homework my counselor ever gave me. Really, it was that yes. piece. Yes. It was. It was ten times a day for a week. Look myself in the mirror with my eyes open yes. and say out loud, "The rape was not my fault." 
and and it started out as the rape is not my fault rape is not my fault you know and and just very dispassionate and then after about a day or two i found myself kind of starting to believe that might be true and then suddenly it became <laughs> yeah, and, 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 i mean it's that, crazy to think but it it's is. that many years it's 40 years you gotta wow. You got, you got a little a, bit of dirt. There's through. some dirt. You got to scrape some yeah, layers off. Yeah. And then it became the rape was not my fault. The rape was not my fault. The yes. rape was not my fault. And I put an emphasis on each different word. And that yeah. made a huge difference. Now, of course, the next week, she asked how it went. And I told her, and she said, Well, say it to me. And she had me say it about three times. First, I'm like, Oh, man, come on, Amanda. Really? It's so embarrassing. Yeah. It like, is. Really? But, but, but it was so pivotal. Because then I started to believe the truth. Was, I finally yeah. got the story straight. Yeah, you were saying it to another person. Mm -hmm. It's a challenge, right? They could challenge it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. It was powerful. It was really powerful and very freeing. Highly uncomfortable, but very freeing. Yeah, and I think this is what you know. people talk about putting in the work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is when you've got to face those uncomfortable things and... and yeah. And do them and dig it up. It, it's kind of interesting because it is, I could see not the pain of bringing it up, the pain of revisiting it. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just put it in the box. I could totally see mm -hmm. that. I mean, that's why I could see why people go for, for many, many years. Right. right. I mean, when you're younger, it's confusion, not mm -hmm. knowing. And at some point, then you're making, I guess, the decision whether or not I'm brave enough or strong enough to, to pull right. it out. Oof, it's going to. Complex human, complex human stuff. But here's the thing to, to, is that if you put it in a box, it's going to boil up and it's going to start oozing out. You know, there's a wonderful book out there called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm, it's a scary yeah. book to read, but it's, it shares the science of how the body stores trauma, unresolved trauma and stress and depression and anxiety. And it will come out in any number of ways. One of the big ways for me was not just the self-talk, but was the eating disorder. Yeah, the eating, yeah. You know, it, it comes out in different ways, but it will come out. And the only way to healing is to go through it, through the mountain. Mm. You can't go around it. And, and it's not for the faint of heart. And it is not a journey to be taken alone. I do like that. Yeah, the, um, the partnership approach is kind of cool. Very interesting, right? You, the, you need a partner. It's a part. I, mm -hmm. I think if you've got a partner, it's it seems a lot, it seems more doable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because you have somebody who's believing in you. I, I, I'm, there's a, a conference I'm involved with, a ministry called Grace Story Ministries out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And at their women's conference each November, they, they one of the, the coordinator of the leader of it um, used a comment last year saying that her counselor held on to hope when she wasn't strong enough to hold it for herself. And that is the power of counseling mm. is that someone is holding on to hope for you when you can't see it for yourself. Brutal. Uh, this the idea of the peer, you know, the peer stuff that you talked about earlier about you know you don't have to be a counselor. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I mean, that was the way we did things, right? Uh, you know, I think grief was you know people knew how they knew their process. The grandmas came around, they took over, they knew what was going mm -hmm. on, you know, and people guided you through. You, you weren't alone. 
you were never alone making those decisions. Um, you had family around. And I think it's tough now because people are by themselves and, uh, and often don't have, they are the last one and the first one. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they're the only one and the last one and the first, you know, so they have right. to bury their parents, but there's mm-hmm. no one around to show them how to do it. Um, right. Right. So there is, it's a changing part of society. And so we do need friends mm-hmm. uh, around to kind of help through those moments. Right. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. I'm going to put up. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. For me, one of the organizations that I'm involved with where, where my friends are, my tribe, is the Walking Stick Retreats. It's a Christian retreat community. Hmm. Do a retreat twice a year. We just had our retreat two weeks ago, okay. and we have next one in September in Tennessee. And, you know, those people have walked with me through so much they they were the place they became the safe place where i could finally face my story because really? when i went when i went to the first retreat in 2014 it's the year that i was dealing with the rape my eating disorder was coming back and i was imploding and i was not healthy and i went there and it was the first time i had publicly shared my story they had they they put together a facebook group for the people just going to retreat the first year we were all strangers and they asked us to be bold and courageous and share our story now i lurked in the room about four days and i was encouraging others but i was trying to really kind of stay in the background and then <laughs> like it, it, putting it people work. on stage so you didn't have to go up yeah kind of like keep trying to keep it in that box we talked about absolutely and, if, I, and, if i just get other people to talk i don't have to open it up exactly and then i woke up one morning and the heart's pounding you start getting a little sweaty it's like oh it's my turn man i know and it's my turn it's my turn i i spent a half hour out dining room table typing out my story hit post and literally can all day long i was watching facebook waiting for someone to trash me because it's all i had ever known was it was my fault we are now eight and a half years since and I have yet to have one comment negative. Instead, it was, you're so courageous. You give me, you give me hope, you know, encouragement to share my story. You're so strong. I want to hug you. You know, I can't wait to meet you. And I was like, holy cow. And then through that each year, you know, I'm a Christ follower. Each year, God did more and more in my heart through that, through those people's the retreat. There's nothing magic about the retreat. They get out of the way of the Holy Spirit and let him do his job. But through that, I, you know, and I talk about it in my book. I, I, I ended up writing a book. It's called This Much I Know, The Space Between. It's on Amazon and Kindle. And the second half of the book is my story, the healing journey that God took me on. And the first step of that path to humility is owning your story. And I, I did that for the first time. And then each step grew from there. And now this banner that mm. Ken has up says Dare to Believe Movement. That is, uh, that is our, our, our newest, newest uh, yeah, adventure, I guess. What's going on? Uh, I am the chief instigator behind the Dare to Believe Movement. And it's, it's done, it was launched last November by my step ahead and my company. And it is an international movement to dare people to believe that they matter. When I am coaching, when I'm speaking, when I'm out in public at conferences, wherever, when people are talking with me, Ken, I hear an underwriting current of doubt. Hmm. Do I really matter? Do I hmm. really make a difference? Can I make a difference? Is it too late for me? And I've summed that up to people are wondering if they matter. So, the dare, to believe, so the dare to Believe movement is daring you to believe that you matter. Because I am convinced, I have been 
become convinced of this in my interactions with people is that until that question is solidified and answered and becomes a bedrock that you are going to build on, permanent life change is not going to happen because then you're mm. going to be on shifting sands. And, oh, I only matter here, but I don't matter here. And then it gets back to that self-talk. But until you can answer that question in the affirmative, solid mm. bedrock, I believe I matter. That be actually became the turning point for me. It was the third year at retreat. It was the third year at the retreat. And my nugget that I walked away with is that I am valuable. I matter. So all this eight years has been in the building to launch Dare to Believe movement. And you can go to that website, daretobelievemovement.com, sign up for the updates. And then there's a PDF called the first four steps to healing. And that'll come in your, in your mailbox right away. We're about ready to upload a bunch of different information on there. A lot of different stuff because the concept is I dare you when someone. Yeah. Dares very, you, it's such a, it's such a clever it, idea. Well, and when someone dares you, they're challenging you to do something outside of your comfort zone yeah. because they see something in you that you can't yet see for yourself. So I am daring every listener and, and, and viewer right now, first of all, to go to that website and sign up for the updates. But I dare you to believe that you matter Yeah, because you cool. do. You may not believe it yet. That's why it's a dare. And I dare you to join us on the adventure. We're going to put up a bunch of content about what's it mean to dare? What goes behind? Why are we fearful? What's the fear? What are the things that hold us back? Mm. How can we you know, develop courage? What about boundaries? What about communication skills? Because daring to believe that we matter comes into every aspect of our life. It comes into that conversation when you want to draw a boundary because someone's manipulating you and you're not sure how. And then you seethe on the inside because you want to say something and you don't believe you can. There's, there's, there's real boots on the ground stuff here. But I'm, I'm convinced that that has to happen before permanent life change can happen. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine this would be a great little cards to have to hand out to people. Right. This is like a. You just a, gave me an idea. I, 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 I already have stickers, but I'm going to get. Yeah. Right now no, too. I think handing a card to somebody and mm-hmm. saying, you matter. Mm-hmm. You know, you make, you like make a that. difference. You matter. And, you know, to, to be able to hand those out and it'd be cool if you had people all around the country kind of handing them out. Oh, I like to, that. To different people just carry a couple around and, you know, put them like in your that. purse or put them in your pocket. I like and, that. You meet someone interesting and or you need or someone that looks down like they're not they like you said, they don't look like they're as excited about life as they could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's probably the card would I crush like that. It. it would crush them because Oh, it, I it, like it, that a lot. I might have to get some made and put it up on the website and say, you send send me your address, I'll send ten to you. Yeah. I mean, how fun like is that? that? Just send them. Oh email. yeah, I like that. I like that idea a whole lot. Um, I mean I've I've enjoyed because I have the jar card. I mm-hmm. use I have a cards, my business cards have the question on one side mm. and I, and I often meet people like just uh, today I got towels from the, the lady, you know, the, the, the cleaning lady and the, the, and um, I got towels from her. So we had really nice interaction. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my room and I got my cards and came back and gave her a card, you know, fan these cards out and said, how about a question of the day? You know, thank That's you. Cool. Thanks for taking care of me. How about a question of the day? And, you know, she got the question, she looked at it, she smiled, and she's like, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, that moment of she felt, 
it wasn't just a, a transaction, but it was right. a human moment between us right. where I was borrowing the towels from her and she's helping mm -hmm. me out mm -hmm. and, uh, and recognize her as a real person. And thank you. Right. One of my favorite, one of my favorite questions, and I especially ask it at the grocery store or clerk or whatever, what's been the best part of your day so far? And, and people oh. are like, Oh, Oh, they have to absolutely oh. look up. Oh right? yeah. They're, they're like, like, they're like, I, I, what? I, I, oh, wow. <laughs> what was my best part? And you know what the person told me today at the grocery store when I said, she said, somebody just gave me a $10 tip. I said, everybody loves, oh. everyone is encouraged when they know that they matter. Uh, and that's, I mean, nothing says I appreciate you and more they're than, appreciate, than 10 yeah. bucks, 10 bucks yeah. in your hand when you're working right. at probably $10 an hour. Right. right? Somebody hands right. you that, you're like, okay. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Well, I really do. This is a great, um, I think this is a great idea that you've got. And you just started launching it. Very cool. And are you doing your speeches around this? Is this a kind of what your speech is going to start moving to? I've already started. I've, I've done a couple online summits so far this year. And actually, want, the first one had this topic. The one yeah. I'm doing here in a couple of weeks has this topic as well. It's also also one of the presentations I'm doing at the national conference I'm speaking at in June. Um, and been talking about, I did a podcast recording earlier this week as well. I was talking about it. So yeah, this is, this is where everything's moving to because it, it's pivotal. It is pivotal. It, it ties into my step ahead. That's why my step ahead launched it. it, it and it ties into yeah. the power of our stories. Because yeah, our, we, we can own our stories and that's good. But I believe that our stories can then help others. And that's where the Dare to Believe movement comes in. Because when you believe mm -hmm. that your story matters and you matter, then you want to help somebody else. The, yeah, I think it, it's a good evolution from your story. This is a very good evolution. It's 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 been fun. And I had a lot of conversations with some people last year before I launched it. It's kind of say, this is my idea. What do you think? And so I, mm -hmm. I kind of have have a, a, a few sounding boards because I have a very big vision for this. You know, the first step is the website. With dad passing, this next timeline has been back, back, backed out some, but, um, you know, the, the ultimate, the next step is going to be a launch an online community where it's safe to dare, where it's safe to mm. struggle, where it's safe to um, help each other out, and where it's safe to try to experience new things. So that's next. Over time, conferences. I mean, this is, this is a big vision. This isn't going away. We are, oh, I like is, the idea of is, for conferences, bring people yeah. together, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yep, yep. So one step at a time. Like I said, the timeline's been adjusted a little bit with everything that's been happening in the personal life of Dad passing and things that go with that. But um, you know, we got the vision and one one step at a time. So first step is continue to talk about it and get the word out there. Uh, you yes. know, I'm at, I'm, I'm a vendor at a conference this weekend. I'm going to have dare to believe stuff there. I'm in, as a vendor. It's a men's conference this weekend. The, the great story ministries out of Chicago, out of Cincinnati. They have the women's conference in November. I'll be there. I'll have dare to believe stuff there. So they've got some local stuff here in town. So basically wherever I go, this is, this is it because it's pivotal enough in every life that it has to get out mm. there. Well, it's going to be exciting to get feedback, right? I mm -hmm. think, you know, because you have, like you said, you had a lot of sounding boards and framing it before you launch it, and then you've launched it. And now, just like for me, you shared the idea with me, and instantly I'm like, oh, yeah, you need car, you need cards. You I need, love that idea. You need to, you need to give that to people and raise their spirits just randomly. I like that. 
like just print as many of those cards as we can as you can afford and you yeah. know maybe ask people to buy them maybe ask the ask some of your speaking clients to buy a box and mm. to sh pass them around and and give them out oh, to that's a good idea um that's a great idea put it in your speaking contract that you have there to buy you go a, you have to buy a box and you have to pass them <laughs> around and they'll be like, that's the dumbest thing in your contract. We're like, yeah, but that's, it may look, <laughs> but it might be the most, it might be the smartest thing. It's more right. that it, right. it, it might be the dumbest thing in there. You might look at that, but it actually, it might be the, it's the thing that'll spread it around. I might have to hire you as my manager. <laughs> I'm just a crazy, I just got a, a ton of ideas, um, you know, on, on random and randomness. Um, <laughs> sometimes they're good. Mostly they're, you know, shite. But every everyone's and mostly I don't have to do them, so they're all good. There for me. you go. <laughs> At work, that was my favorite thing. I had a lot of ideas. I didn't have to Im implement anything. There you go. Um, fantastic share. Um, how about some closing thoughts? We're we're right at the time, and you know, right. maybe get some articulation about what you what you want to leave the audience with. Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, dare to believe you matter. Mm. You know, your story matters no matter what has happened and, and and you've heard just a snippet of mine you know i've been through some real stuff hmm. and i don't say this lightly no matter what has happened in your life or to you first of all it's not your fault yeah second of all you matter and you are worth every second and every effort it takes to find healing hmm. And whatever I can do to help you on your path, I would be honored to walk that path with you, be it through the Dare to Believe movement. I'm a master certified life coach. If there's something I could potentially help you with that, reach out to me through the same website. What I, even if it's just resources, you know, whatever mm. I can do, because I believe that you matter. I haven't met you. That doesn't matter. What <laughs> yeah. matters is that you matter. That's my parting thought. That's, mm. that's, my, that's my parting wish is that people would take the next step in their journey. If they want to get in touch with me, then go to the website, contact yep. information there, then get the book there and everything like that. But I want them to know that I believe in you mm. and I believe you have something worthwhile to share with the world. Thanks, Sue. And, and that's definitely worthwhile. What you've shared is definitely something I think we want to get as many people as we can to, to know about and to engage. It's a great, uh, just so clever, so clever. And I think you've, I just find it so interesting in all the conversations about, uh, especially people that have had been on the journey is how weird that somehow it shapes their journey and shapes their purpose. Mm -hmm. And people really do, once they look inward, once they do the work and they come out of it, everybody's got such a strong commitment such a strong passion around what they're doing and, and what they're committed to do and i think it's it's great you're really i've got a lot mad respect for you so what you've done with it. with your life story and and where you're taking it and super excited to follow uh the dare to believe movement uh, i appreciate I'm, I'm, it i love it when you get the cards when you're designing the cards send me some copies i'll have I will some do thoughts. that I will I'll do have that. some thoughts. <laughs> okay, let's see. All right, I'm going to bust this out of commercial. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for anybody watching. Really do appreciate all the support around this uh, mental health. We're in a crisis, in the, mm -hmm. certainly globally. Um, and, you know, I think this is an opportunity for us to start to look at what solutions are out there. 
uh, how can we help address it in our own little way? Sue's idea today, you know, you don't have to be that far ahead of somebody else to help mm -hmm. out. Um, I, I kind of talk about the analogy of being in the dark tunnel, reaching out your arms, spreading your fingers, you will find somebody else. <laughs> We're all in the tunnel, somewhere in the tunnel, right? The tunnel's filled with people. Just reach out and find someone to touch and, and to get some support from. Until next time, which is probably tomorrow or the next day. Peace out, people. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Woo. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it it changes all the time so if you change the way you look at things the things you look at change